For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Okay, welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Adio McDook. As always, I'm joined by John Sheeran and Dr. Hoji Dietrich Smoji. And guys, we have, we have not, not only... only the biggest Bengals personality in the world, the, the, the number, number one, one YouTube, YouTube channel, channel the, number the number one, one everything. everything. And not only that, but also a great friend of ours, a long, long friend of uh, ours. Old friend, Mr. old friend of the show. Mr. Mr. Ace. Ace. Boogie. Okay. Mr. Mr. Ace. Ace. Boogie. Okay. Uh, yeah. Glad to be back. Uh, like you guys said, we go way back. I was really looking forward to, to stopping by. So appreciate the kind words. Yeah. I mean, Hoji and Ace, they had a, a lot of exchanges. I remember it was around the 2016 draft, I think. They, they had difference of opinion on Tyler Boyd. And, and as, as it turns out, Ace was right. And right. Ace has been right, yeah, about so many, so many players that he wanted for the Bengals. And we can look at his, his very astute mind when it comes to draft picks. But Ace is also very connected with the team and with the players. So we have, look, we have Joe Burrow in the fold. We have the biggest piece. So now Bengals fans are antsy about doing the right moves in the offseason. So that's why I want to talk to Ace. Like, what can we do? What are we going to do? What is the direction? What, you know, this, we're hearing all this stuff about the offensive line, how they're going to approve the free agency and draft. And, and, and what are you hearing, Ace? So from what I'm hearing, I have heard that for the most part, the emphasis is on obviously protecting Joe Burrow, right? Obviously with him getting hurt, there was a lot of frustration with that. They've already countered that, as we've seen with them hiring Frank Pollock. But I think the emphasis is definitely going to be on the offensive line. Now, what I wonder and what some people close to the Bengals wonder is how high they will view specific guards. I think a lot of people are looking at some of the top guards and wondering if the Bengals are going to be in play for that. From a historic standpoint, just from people that are close to the team, they don't really value the guard position that highly, right? So if you're talking about that they're going to go out and spend 13 to 14 million on a guard, I'm not so sure they would do that, but they do value uh, the offensive tackle position. So I would definitely pay attention to see what they're going to do in that area. But I also feel like with the way that the draft is set up, they also may feel like they can go ahead and draft a guard or draft the offensive tackle as well and then put more emphasis on free agency, possibly on defense. So from what I'm hearing, I don't want to kind of spoil it, but I think that they're really targeting offensive player in the draft at number five. I, I want to kind I, of... Yeah, go, ahead. go ahead, Hoji. No, go. No, 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 I have nothing smart to say. I was going to say, yeah, I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. Quick comment. I don't <laughs> like that. Yeah. I want to talk about like the differences in guard and tackle in terms of how they would approach it. Because, I mean, you're obviously right. Like They invest in tackles early in the draft. They've paid tackles in free agency before, specifically Andrew Woodworth. But like, there are some like kind of rumors about maybe like investing more in the guard if, if, the, if the right player is there. And I think we can all agree that a, a, like a top tier guard 
who costs a little bit less than the top tier tackle. So it, it, does that kind of formulate into the equation where like it could be cheaper to invest in the, in a top tier guard rather than the tackle, maybe focus on tackle later? I, I think it's possible. I think what you'll likely see is you'll probably see like a guard that they can get where they can pay them about like eight to nine million a year. They may like not go for the exact top guy, but they could possibly target one of those mid tier guards. But it's just been, I don't, I don't know what it is. And and hopefully they've learned their lesson in terms of what they've gone through with Kevin Zeitler, even going all the way back to Eric Steinbeck. Hopefully they will do it. But, you know, from sources that I've heard, like even potentially like ex-coaches that have been involved with the offensive line, there has just been no kind of emphasis on, on the guard position. But, you know, things change, right? And we saw that last year with them spending big money in free agency. So I'm not going to completely close doing it and said that it's not possible but i'm just personally not going to get my my feelings up or, or hype over it but i think it would be smart for them as you're saying to look at the guard position like it would be the tackle position in terms of importance because obviously that was the biggest weakness on the line and that's what also led to joe burrow being hurt so maybe yeah. if joe burrow possibly has you know maybe if they want to appease him maybe they do it but uh, i do think that is something that they do need to value the same way yeah hey, so look we talk about on the show all the time how the Bengals, a lot of people complain. They're like, they only have two as scouts, maybe three. We think their names are Huey, Dewey, and perhaps Louie, and they are uh, the nephews of uh, Mike Brown. We don't know. We don't know the details, but there are two people. We know that. What is their evaluation process when it comes to the draft? Like, how, you know, like, what do you know? What do you know? What are they, how are they going to figure out with the draft? Because look, if P- Panini, whatever, Sewell is not there, right? If, right. if he's not there at number five. What do they do? Because if they don't have a guy staring them in the face and they have to actually look at film and evaluate, they're in trouble, right? So, so who do they turn to? Well, I, I would say that I've heard that it's um, a pretty tight-knit group in terms of the scouting and just the front office in general. Um, they're, they're really tight-knit. Uh, they definitely keep a, um, a staff that they've kind of grown from interns from what I hear. So there's a lot of interns that have worked with the Bengals over the years and they kind of get promoted and things like that. And generally, that's like the path, right? But it is a smaller scout scout team. Um, I'm not going to say that they're a bad scout team. Uh, I think that those scouts go out and do their job. They collect their data and their information. They also have like um, pro football focus from time to time that they kind of work with on certain things. Um, they don't like utilize pro football focus like as the ending factor, um, but they do kind of utilize them as a source as well. Uh, But for the most part, it's a lot of those scouts in Duke and they do talk with the coaches in terms of getting their input on what kind of guys they're looking for. Um, So I would assume I haven't heard anything outside of what they're doing right now. But historically, that's kind of been what they've what they've done is they kind of build up that scouting department and use those guys to kind of figure out which direction they want to go in. If Sewell is gone, I would assume that they would definitely have backup plans. But I think that you have to think about Jamar Chase being there, that relationship with Joe Burrow, appeasing Joe Burrow is a high priority, I think, for this front office. Um, and, and from Mike Brown. And, you know, obviously he wrote that letter to Joe Burrow's parents. So it's definitely going to be a deciding factor. And so I don't think that they want to do anything. We see what's happening right now with Deshaun Watson. I don't think they want to do anything to upset Joe Burrow. So I think that Jamar Chase is in play if Sewell isn't there. But I still think that they'll have their research done in terms of those other offensive linemen. Yeah, I know. If it were another team, if it were another team, yeah, I would real quick. If it were another team and they had a a more creative and competent, uh, you know, drafting squad, or even if we had 
and it's no use crying over spilled milk, Marvin Lewis. Because Marvin Lewis, say what you will about Marvin Lewis, that man had such an eye for talent. I mean, the, the kinds of interesting moves that we would make back then was really, really amazing compared to now. But anyways, considering all that, I won't, I wouldn't advise them to trade away the number one draft pick for other rounds, which I think a lot of, I think is usually a smart move. Maybe with this team is not. Why not go with Jamar Chase? Why not go with the QB, WR, your relationship, the romance, the, 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 the connectivity, the, shall we say, chemistry? Well, well, well I, I, yeah, I, I just want to ask Ace something real quick. Sorry. But look, yeah. Ace. You you talked about using interns, and I love that idea. I love the idea. Look, cheap labor is so hard to come. No, I got promoted in the show. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm still an intern. Yeah, I I love the idea of cheap labor. Sometimes you know you have to outsource. You know, some other countries give you much better rates. It's crazy, and and they they have far less limits in terms of the age groups that can work here. I love the way that they think. I love the way. Why you are no longer in the United States, as far as we all know, it's a business but, yeah, venture. God knows what's going on over there. My, my lawyer is working on it. We're getting there. But look, here's the thing. The Bengals, like, like, like Hoji said, they love to use Marvin Lewis to evaluate. They also had Paul Alexander evaluating for free. It was, it was like a little, it was kind of like a, a complimentary gift that he gave to, for his coaching salary where he was evaluating the offensive lineman, not very good at it, but he was doing it for a long time. What, what do they do now? I mean, in terms of cheap, free evaluation and the scouting. Well, I, I think uh, they've always kind of respected certain uh, minds when it comes to certain things. So they reach out to former players. You know, I'm not going to say that they will specifically do that. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they reached out to Andrew Whitworth. I wouldn't be surprised if they asked Will Anderson, you know, some of his opinions or guys that they know are close to some of these prospects. If they have relationships with them, um, like all teams, they're going to do their due diligence in terms of doing that. And I think that Paul Alexander will probably be a guy. I think Frank Pollock will be a guy for sure that they'll lean on in terms of how they feel about it. And, you know, I'm not going to say that it's just specifically cheap labor. I'm not going to say that like they're interns now. But when you look through where most of their scout team came from, they kind of came in as interns, worked and developed and built a relationship. And from what I've heard is the Bengals, they have an environment where if you start young and you get in and you you work hard, they will move you up in in that front. Um, and it's how some of the best cults have functioned. I mean, I mean, just saying, like a lot of yeah, yeah. It's, it's you get them when they're young, and then they they have no, they don't know that it's better out there. They, that's all they know. I love the idea, but no, but hey, so I just want to point out something. You mentioned that Paul Alexander, who does not work for the team, mm-hmm. would be asked to evaluate. evaluate. Are they are they like paying him through PayPal, like maybe like ten dollars per per prof, like per draft prospect, or are they really they still I have think, Paul I Alexander? think it's through hoagies. Yeah. I think they. Pre- I'm not sure. I'm not sure in terms of like a conversation or anything. It's more so just kind of like probably a random phone call to say like, "Hey, what do you think about this guy? What have you seen?" And obviously, we've seen Paul Alexander working with a lot of these guys in terms of film review. And then you also have to remember these are are different times, right? With COVID and everything, with them not having an actual combine, um, they're probably going to lean on some of those guys that have actually been in the same room with them, have worked with them on their technique and stuff like that. Um, so in terms of compensation, I can't really I can't really say if they do or they will or not, but usually they just give guys a phone call. Like last last season, they gave TJ Husmazada a phone call just to ask about T. Higgins, like what he thought about him, what his opinion was of him. Yeah. Sometimes these players, these former players actually... Yeah, if I, I think Mike Brown has unlimited limits, so he uses well, the phone a lot. Yeah. 
But, you know, Paul, Paul Alexander's co uh, he's coaching in Germany. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger came from Austria. Why not, you know, bring us some of them big old German offensive linemen to the yeah. United States? Or women. It doesn't matter. But look, Ace, let me say something. That doesn't Ace, make sense. Look, it, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But look, Ace. Okay. We, we on the show have talked about Luana Rumo survived because they fired Nick Eason in part because the defensive line was where the catastrophe happened, right? What do you think is going on with Luana Rumo in that locker room? And look, Carl Lawson is a free agent. We all want him back. But it's very confusing. What, what, what is the dynamic? What do you know? Yeah. I think for the dynamic is just about getting Lou, where Lou's, I feel like his school of thought comes from is we're completely switching this defense, right? So we're going from, we went from a 4-3, uh, kind of a nickel look, to kind of like some 3-4, right? And he didn't really have the personnel to really do that. And I think the sentiment is he wanted to move on from certain players to get a better, a better uh, players that essentially fit the scheme right like when he came in and took over this defense it was a bad defense and i think what his sentiment was if you're gonna bring me in here to do this job allow me to bring in the players that i want but obviously the Bengals had connections to players like carlos dunlap you know atkins there's a lot of guys that our fan base and ownership really like and so you saw some of that last year where he was able to start bringing in some of his guys where you talk about dj reader you talk about trey waynes and and things like that but I think that there's also been some issues in terms of guys who have been there in terms of the Carlos Dunlaps and, and guys that are in that locker room that were coached by some really good coaches, right? You talk about Mike Zimmer, you talk about a lot of the guys that came through that locker room. And I think with Lou coming in and not really having the full experience, some guys kind of second guessed certain things that he wanted to do. And then it wasn't really, and we've heard this in the media, right? So I'm not breaking any earth-shattering news. It wasn't an open door. It was a lot of disrespectful dialogue. Players weren't handled with care. Their opinions weren't really essentially taken into consideration. And so in, in turn, it kind of resulted in a situation where it just got ugly, right? And there were yeah. things down behind the scenes that we've all seen, like certain things like Carl, um, Carlos Dunlap not playing certain games and guys not getting snaps because he's kind of tried to put his point of we need to get better players. Well, not better players, but players that fit this scheme better in here. Um, and so I think that yeah. that's how they kind of win a you've had your time i'm the intern i've worked on my work on my up and, and i deserve a question well, i just want to say one thing i just want to say one thing ace look we only have nine people watching this show we don't have thousands of people like your show no one's going to see this so give us the juice like we know stop pressuring stop stop no stop 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 it's not logical just because you're not in that it's not me they do no one's going to see this no one's ever going to see this yeah I've heard Lou does watch our shows and stuff like that. I have heard that from your show. No, no, no. Ace, does he watch our show? Not your show. Our show. Does that, Lou know I exist? Because I have so much to say to him. That he might. He might. I'm not sure. I think particularly from what I heard, he watched the Carl Lawson show that we did. The Carl Lawson interview. It was a good show. And, and stuff like that. But uh, so what I will say is, and as we kind of seen on Twitter, there were some, there, there was some juice to... Carl Lawson not really being able to utilize all of his rush moves, right? So Carl Lawson was told to rush a certain way. And because of that, it kind of affected some of his production in terms of what we saw this year. Uh, but if you look at the Steelers game, Carl Lawson just decided to use all of his moves in that repertoire. And, you know, I think that it, it has shown that Carl Lawson should be a guy that should come back. But he those were fun. things 
I heard is, you know, certain players were told to do certain things or else they would be essentially benched. And so yes. I'm hoping that this offseason we're going to kind of get away from that and, and things are going to happen. I did hear some things about Nick Eason. And so Nick Eason, it wasn't directly – all I'll say is it wasn't directly just tied to the production from the team. There were, there were certain things that happened where Nick Eason essentially – Kind of. So I guess I could just say it because it's, it's done now. Nick Easton, the guy that told Carlos Dunlap that he was going to be benched. Remember, there was that whole drama where he had heard from someone that he was going to be benched and all of that. Apparently, it was from Nick Easton. And uh, that's essentially what kind of set that whole thing off, of course. And that's why Nick Easton, from what I've heard, isn't isn't a part of the, the team anymore. But a lot of players did love Nick Easton. I can't say that. Uh, but I think um, now it's time to move on to a defensive line coach that we have now that can also have that connection with the players. Okay. Okay. So let me get this straight. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Come on. Go, seriously. Go. It's been like 15 John's minutes. Going to the back go. quarter. Ace, I'm oh. going to put you on the spot here. Two of the biggest free agents the Bengals have are on defense. And also, there's another one on offense. If you had to guess right now, from most likely to least likely, AJ Green, Carl Lawson, William Jackson, who do you think is getting resigned? Who do you think is going? Big question. He threw that down. Ace? Did we lose? Did we lose Ace? Oh, no, no. He's, he's thinking. He's thinking. Kaji, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just contemplating it. It, it was. It was a big question. Let's just, let's just recap. Ace said. Basically. Your question has frozen Ace. John, this is you, you tried to take over the show, John, as an intern. You don't know how the show works. You don't know the buttons to push. This is what happened. Look, what do you mean? I, I got all my training from you. It's your fault. Well, that's John. a big mistake, John. You never yeah. give the intern. You never. You never get your training from Daddyo. Ever. No, no. We did, always you know, did you know, John, what Daddy's business was before he did this show? It could not have been successful. It was not successful, but there was a lot of corruption and people went to jail. Everybody involved no. in the business went to jail except Daddy. Well, here's the thing. Where, you know, most, the most successful businesses have a lot of corruption. So I got the first part down and I'm like, the rest will come later. You just guys, you are not patient. You're not patient with my process. It was, look, like, it was like the wolf of Wall Street, but instead of like cocaine, it was mostly snacks, little like chocolate snacks. Yeah. Yeah, we did, there's no problem with that. But guys, look, let me just recap what Ace said. So he, he's going to be back right now. But but basically, Ace was saying that Carl Lawson was told, if I'm not mistaken, Ace, was told not to be good, basically, not to use all his pass rush moves. Why? We don't know. Is Lou Anderumu, does Weird. he not like Lawson? Does he not want him back? Does he not want him to, to, to well, maybe, you know? Maybe, maybe Lou, since he's he watches trying to keep his value down. Was no, he trying maybe, to, maybe he, it doesn't fit in with what he's doing, with the system. He's got his own way of doing things. I mean, he you always try to get to the quarterback. That is Lawson's job. So you use no, the moves. No, 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 no. There's so, all I mean, kinds of complexities in the defense. You can't have yeah. players doing their own moves. Everybody's following a plan. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, you got to you got to stick. That, that's good, Hoji. I didn't think of that. Football is yeah. like, haven't you ever played that game where the, foot, where, the, where the soccer players are on the stick? It's called foosball. That's what football okay. is like. I you're see. the you're, the coach is the man. You turn the left or right. Yeah, you just you, you, you just go down, up, up, down, kick the ball. That's it. So hey, so sorry. Yeah, so we want to know what's going on with AJ Green. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. About I'm in Florida. My car was so hot that the temperature went up and turned my phone off on. It said it was too hot. Wow. Hot so, take. Is that, is that what you asked about, John? Did you ask about AJ Green? I know you. AJ Green. Yeah. We said he said to repeat. He said AJ Green. Uh, Carl Lawson and William Jackson three. Gotcha. Who stays? Who goes? Your guesses. I would who gets resigned? 
so so one thing that um, I want to say is the front office and and the coaches sometimes they don't agree on things. So if Duke Tobin wants a certain guy like Carl Lawson to stay there and he's higher on on him than Lou is, then it's probably going to be what Duke Tobin says. I'm going to say that Carl Lawson stays. I think that they have to based on the draft and free agency. I think that they almost are in a corner where they have to do that. AJ Green, I'm not so sure on. Like, I haven't reached out. Obviously, you guys know I have close sources to him. I, I haven't wanted to bother him. Uh, but I would probably say that I would not think that he would be back out of out of the three. And then when you talk about William Jackson the third. That's the one that's one where I feel like it's 50-50 because I think they want William Jackson to catch more interceptions. I mean they want they want corners that are gonna get interceptions. So I think with William Jackson the third is gonna be 50-50. I think it depends on what he's asking for and what he's looking for in terms of the chances chances of those guys coming back. Yeah, okay guys, sorry, but Hoji had to leave for what he called I have no idea what this means, but the organic Manny Pedi. Does anybody know what that means? I don't know. They just, he had to leave anyways. I don't know. Yeah. So Ace, okay. So I guess what I want to know is Lou Anarumo, is he just a one year stop gap? I mean, look at the, look at the, the mess. I mean, in terms of the chemistry of the players. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think Lou's definitely uh, on thin ice, right? You know, we saw what happened, but I think one thing that kind of saved Lou uh, was the fact that he had so many injuries and that the defense had some solid performances there at the end, right? He didn't really use those as excuses, but he is on thin ice. And I, I think that, you know, the rest of this coaching staff would probably be on thin ice as well. I think, you know, we don't know exactly what Zach Taylor's contract is. I'm not here to speculate on it. Um, but if it is a three-year deal, I think that this is an important year for everyone on that staff in terms of um, shaping up and getting everything back in order. Uh, but uh, I, I think Lou, along with the rest of this coaching staff, they've got to get it together. I think this season and, you know, they've been given some rope here by the front office and ownership. Um, and so I think they're all going into it as this has to be a season where they bounce back and are not drafting in the top five next season. Yeah. Yeah. John, sorry. Go ahead. No, I have nothing to say now. I'm good. <laughs> oh, OK. OK. Yeah. We pay you. We will pay you, but we allow you on the show for. I, I, I reached my quota of, of words, actually. OK. OK. Well, Ace. Wow. My head is spinning with all that insider. It's like it's like I'm inside the Bengals. It's like I'm getting, you know, I feel like I know everything about the team. I feel like. A gift and a curse, my friend. I'll tell you what, like it's, it's a gift and a curse. So there's certain things that you hear that you don't want want to uh, to hear and then there's certain things that you hear that you get excited about so it's 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 the gift can I, yeah uh, can i ask you something is it true that mike brown buys secondhand clothing is this true people say it all the time no i want to know because it doesn't make sense like he's a billionaire i have no idea on that one i don't know you you i'll have to check with my sources and see if he wears <laughs> secondhand clothing and I, i've read a lot of articles that talk about his money ben on, on Cincy will say, what i will say though is um i've heard really good things about katie I've also heard really good things about uh, their daughter, uh, Elizabeth. So um, definitely stay tuned to what they're doing and, and uh, you know, stay in tune with them because I think that we are in um, good hands for the future. I will say that. So I can't say anything about the secondhand clothing, but um, yeah. I hearing good things. About so you know something. You know something. You just can't say it. Yeah, go ahead, John. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth Blackburn partnered with Means Cameron. Ace and Zim interviewed him. He's a local entrepreneur in the greater Cincinnati area. Definitely check out that interview. And also from back in September, Ace and Zim also interviewed AJ Green in an interview I've never really seen before from AJ. So if you guys have not checked out that content from Ace, definitely go over to his channel.
New Stripe City. Yeah, John, you, it's nice. I like I like seeing you promote things. You can do that for our show too. Just so you know, it's not it's okay. You can promote that, that's our show. Your job. That's that's your job. I'm, I'm not, my job is not to do your that's job. My job. I'm I'm the whole brains behind this thing, and I'm it's my job to promote. Okay, look, guys, subscribe to Ace's YouTube channel, to his podcast, read his articles, do everything, follow him on Twitter. This is the man. This is the guy. This is the Bengals right here. He knows more than the Bengals do about what's going on with the team. Okay. Follow this guy in every way you can. Don't follow him and leave him alone in Orlando. Let him let him have his family life. But I mean, in, you know, digitally follow him. Also, subscribe to our podcast. Leave a five-star review. And uh, we're going to get Ace on again very soon. We love, have the, we love the guy. We love him. And we love having him on the show. So, for Ace Boogie and John Sheeran and Dr. Hoji Dr. Gasmoji, I'm Daddy McDook. We'll see you next time. So long. Sweetie. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.